Your background looks so nice and clean. I cleaned it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Should we All right. start? Yeah. Hi, I'm Parker. Wait, Hi. you go first. <laughs> Come on, you go Hi. first. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Parker. And this is This is Adult Adult Theater Theater Kids. Care. Okay, We nailed that one. yeah, That we one did. was vicious. You look, you look rough, buddy. Okay, well, listen, I haven't fixed my hair yet, so I, I can hold on. So, look, do I look better now? Good. <laughs> it's just my hair. My hair is <laughs> yeah. good. I know. Your hair really tells a story. Um, okay, well, let me let <laughs> me tell you. So, okay. I I did my first uh, Broadway audition. So, That's our boy. that's very cool. And uh, I didn't sign any non disclosures, so I can definitely talk about this Just one. fucking tell everyone. Yeah, I auditioned for Book of Mormon. for uh elder mckinley and so I, I needed a haircut and i went up to the haircutter place and i said i want this haircut and showed them a picture of elder price and they gave me the haircut so Nice. yeah i got a, I got a mormon haircut right Yes, now you do. yeah Um, when I was in high school, and I mean like middle school to high school, so um, yeah, that's more accurate. So like. seventh grade to like sophomore year I was really obsessed with um why is my RK sticky I was really obsessed with the Book of Mormon and I was obsessed with Elder McKinley because anytime there's a gay character in anything I just automatically am like well you're mine now um you're my child and uh I was really like into the fandom like when I was 13 and stuff on the internet and uh like we all like the internet we all unanimously the the, the unanimously decided that elder mckinley's first name is connor Connor McKinley. <laughs> yeah we all unanimously i think we picked out first names for like all of them because um i have to do some real soul searching here like obviously so people would people shipped elder mckinley and elder price and we know Yeah. kevin price so it was connor mckinley but then there was also a ship called elder pop tarts because um Because there's that one elder. I right, hold on. I know which one it is. yeah I just I used did to that. know this stuff off the back of my fucking head. <laughs> the fact that I have to search for it, I think is growth. I can't. I can't remember what it was. I can tell you if I. I have the papers right Um, <laughs> yeah, over there. um, I can. it's uh, it's Hold on. it's Wait. it's uh, it's my mom died of cancer. Hold on, I can't believe I'm just I don't remember gonna grab this the anymore. paper. I'm gonna grab the paper. Okay, I used to know this like the back of my motherfucking hand. I don't think I ever wrote. I didn't ever write any fan fiction for Okay. um, the Book of Mormon. I have But, it. Do you have okay. a do you have a guess on who it is? I am blinking. There's Elder Smith, but Elder Smith's from the opening number. Elder Green's from the opening. I can't remember anyone's fucking name right now. Oh, my God. I remember, though, I would read so much fan fiction about them, and I remember, like, their fake names. I'm going on to AO3. Hold on. It's Elder Thomas. That's it! Elder Thomas is Here. the one that is Elder I'm going Popstar. to go. I'm going back to... I'm going back to eighth grade. I am going to... Um... For the people that don't understand Elder Pop-Tarts, he has a line in the show that says, they're like going through each who, who their names are and they say, Elder Thomas, but all the elders here call me Elder Pop-Tarts because I love them so much. It's such a random fucking <laughs> line. but it's also just like so <laughs> innocent that yeah. it's like, wow. Yeah. So like literally if you go to um, archive of our own, if you don't know what that is, uh, I spent many an hour here as a, as a youth um, reading fan fiction of the book of Mormon. It literally had like, and it'll tell you like the pairing names. It'll have the character's name 
on there and it literally has here on like this official thing elder and i'm doing air quotes connor mckinley because we all unanimous unanimously decided that was his name connor we didn't ever meet up but we were like that's his name who's um, okay who's mckinley's partner his partner yeah. um his partner is elder thomas it is okay mm-hmm. uh yeah that was also i could go on for hours about like the fan fiction like universe for these two but basically it was like they were all basically gay um people would also like to bring steve blade in there occasionally uh what the fuck if yeah their ship, their ship name is mick Pricely. i'm trying <laughs> to find elder thomas's ship elder pop tarts and it was him and the other motherfucker um church My yes case. Man, you're so good at remembering things that you weren't even a part of. Elder Neely. <laughs> Elder Neely wasn't. No, it was Elder Thomas and Elder Neely. That was it, I think. Yeah, that was the. Could not explain to you where that came from. It meant the most to me. Let uh, me tell you. I have a, I have a guess. No, because... it was Elder Church, Elder Thomas. But occasionally it was Elder Neely, Elder Thomas. And also people would, for some reason, were like, Elder Neely's really homophobic. I mean, theoretically, they all would be, but like that was the head. Like, if you needed a homophobe in your story, you brought in Elder yeah. Neely. If you needed uh, an ex in the story, you brought in Steve Blade. <laughs> that was what was done. But they had names, like official, like it isn't the same thing as, like I said, we all chose Connor. We all, I don't know what meeting we all went to, but we all voted on Connor. But Elder Church and Elder Thomas also have like quote unquote official names. I'm going to find them. The what, What's weird is the, in the first scene where you meet all these elders, Elder Neely and Elder Davis, McKinley introduces them. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is Elder Neely and this is Elder Davis. I have a hunch. I have a hunch and I'm not 100% sure that Elder Neely and Elder Davis in this first scene, because they have lines on the second scene. Mm-hmm. I think they swapped them out halfway through the show. Probably. Because they don't um, have people that can talk that are getting paid the rate to talk. To talk. Stuff. Yeah. No, paid, I genuinely I think that's paying them talk. talking money. I think that's why I don't talk in this first scene because I think they swapped them out halfway through the show. Yeah. Um, I don't. What the fuck are their names? James Church and Chris Thomas. That's it. It was James Church and Christopher Thomas. Wow, what a time! <laughs> this is whoosh. My brain's going back. Yeah, that's probably the the cringiest two things I was ever into in middle school was like Lame Is and the Book of Mormon, and they were my entire life. So if you had to take a guess, because I looked it up last night because I was curious, uh, how many people bow after Elder McKinley? Um, after. So the same, after, so the same elders who are in the beginning are the same elders of the, are the entire ensemble. So two by two, it's like nine people, right? That bow after him? Because he goes, and then you have the ensemble go. No, you... Are you talking about, like... At the end, like, when when everyone's bowing, the show's over. Yeah. What order would you put them in? Like, when would he bow? When would he bow? Like, how uh, many people bow after him? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, he's fairly top build. He's, bef- he's before Nabalungi. He's before Kevin and Arnold, obviously. Um, but he gets his own bow. Uh, I honest, I think he's right before Nabalungi. He is. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize he's that big of a character. Oh, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he <laughs> wasn't. Um, so Rory O'Malley was cast uh, when they were workshopping the show with, you know, all the fun people in it. And he was 
just Elder Green. This is before they really even had a, like a script. And so he was brought on as Elder. All they knew was he did the um, is he did the opening line, like the opening number. So Elder Green, if you don't know, he goes, have fun in hell. Like that's his line uh, in the opening number. And apparently he was just really fucking funny with it. And I think he just like had a really big personality. So uh, Rory O'Malley talks about how he was just brought on. Like he knows Josh Gad. They went to college together. Can you tell I used to be obsessed with this? <laughs> they went to college together. They were roommates. Um, so they, they kind of like, got, they were roommates. They were roommates at college. Uh, Josh Gad obviously got brought into workshop Cunningham. And I think he was like, you should meet my friend Rory. And so he just came in like, you know, do some singing. And I think they just fell in love with him, honestly. And they just liked his, the way he was delivering those beginning lines, like of the, like the first group of guys, um, you know, who opened the show. And eventually they started to like build out like the character. Cause I think it was just like, there wasn't really like a leader uh, for the Ugandan uh, missionaries. So they started to build out this character called Elder McKinley and they added like in all this like the gay backstory and uh they wrote turn it off like specifically for Rory O'Malley and Rory O'Malley did not know how to tap dance so they taught him how to tap dance um to I do get this I'm gonna have to learn how to tap dance yeah well you're good because Rory O'Malley couldn't tap dance so I mean if the dude who originated the role wasn't prepared I'm sure you'll be fine but um yeah it, it wasn't always a major part it was literally he was in the ensemble and they just loved him and his energy and I mean, he's a raging gay. So I think they just were like, well, that's what we really need to like really offset the show as a homosexual. Um, and I mean, yeah, he's in a lot of like he's, you know, he has his own number and then he's in Spooky Mormy Heldry. I mean, he's got featured lines. He's in that dream? He is. Yeah. So he shows up with Hitler and he's wearing this like poofy red shirt. Like, you know, like in the mask when Jim Carrey's doing Cuban Pete. Like yeah. that, like that ensemble, but red, and he's got like this big pink feather boa, and then I think he like ruts on Hitler or some shit. Uh, um, <laughs> and <laughs> there's also a part where they're all like leaving because they've been excommunicated from the Mormon Church, yeah. and he comes out and he's got a Hello Kitty suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's implied heavily, like, I mean, I think that's where people get the idea, like that he that Kevin is gay <laughs> because. Connor shows up in his yeah there's a line um after the dream he goes he has his spooky Mormon hell dream he goes back to the missionaries who are still with Elder Cunningham and he goes like I had this horrible dream and Elder McKinley goes was I in it (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that line has stayed in but I know that was something that Rory put in there because he knew he was in it and so I think that's where people like got the idea that they were that he was gay because like his his guilt dream (laughs) the gay guy in it um yeah i know a little too much about this show wow (laughs) that's a fun it's a funny show from what i've seen (laughs) pretty funny i'm excited for you um you're back i i fell down a rabbit hole this morning wait can i say one more thing before we get no no i've been talking so much please say something (laughs) this is the this is the first podcast we've done since my grammarly commercial came out (gasps) yeah can i post that (laughs) you can but the the i this morning on youtube it has 4.2 million views (gasps) and then i'm ready it's also playing on hulu and peacock as well i haven't seen it on hulu yet i'm gonna cry when i see it on hulu i sought it (laughs) out i sought it out on youtube which means i haven't been getting it so i'm really hoping that i don't have grammarly so i'm hoping they'll remarket it to me 
Uh, like, take it. <laughs> this one's please, free. Please, fucking take it. They also uh, have a behind-the-scenes video out now from that day on set. And so you can see how many people worked on it with me. I'm... <laughs> It, I'm so I'm gonna post uh on uh when I post this episode I'm gonna post a clip of you that I sent you that I thought is so funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why it's so, that moment and you hitting your no one who's watching this unless you've seen his grandma commercial knows what we're talking about. Jake's genuinely hysterical in it. Uh, <laughs> when you roll out from under the bed and you hit your head, <laughs> it was such a Jake moment. That was the most uncomfortable I've ever been on. Not even breaking through the wall was that uncomfortable because that bed. I was holding my head up and they would just push me under the bed and I would hold my neck straight for like five minutes while they set the camera up. Oh and then no. But there was someone that had my foot and they pushed, they physically pushed me out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's some moments like where you get, like when I was a freshman in college, I did a student film, the only student film I've ever done. And it was called, I actually don't even know what it was called. Uh, I think it was called Raw. Yeah, that's it. And it was a film. It was me and my friend Alex, who I don't actually talk to anymore, but I hope he's doing okay. Uh, He's a very talented actor. He and I were both freshmen. And so I was playing like his girlfriend. It was a super short film. And he was this guy who like would black out and like become a cannibal. (laughs) And so they're like, there's a cannibal on campus, you know, (laughs) we got it. Which already, like, if there's a cannibal, like, I mean, I've seen the Criminal Minds murder episode, but, like, in my brain, if there's a cannibal on campus, like, you're shutting the campus down. Like, you, you okay. know, murder is <laughs> one thing. Cannibal? Why did you not name the short Cannibal Campus? Like, cannibal Campus? Like, I didn't name it. I just auditioned raw. for it, man. Anyway, uh, so I auditioned for it. So I had only, like, two. It's a really short film. I had two scenes in it. One scene where like he's vomiting up human remains in the bathroom and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, don't come over tonight because you're fucking sick. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and that, that, that sets me up as like the romantic interest. And then the next thing I'm in is when I die and I don't say anything. I just am dead. So okay. like I, they made fake blood out of chocolate sauce. And this is like almost an entirely like freshman production. So like no one knows what they're doing. Um, so I'm on some random, I've never met these people in my life, storm floor. Uh, and my roommate who's also like was into film stuff was just pouring chocolate sauce all over me, all over me was in my hair, was in my ear, every little crease in my neck had chocolate in it. And I had to lay exactly still for hours as they got multiple shots of him coming in. And like, it was, I mean, honestly, like I wind up. The laying there wasn't that hard. The chocolate sauce was the hard part. <laughs> yeah. No, I have been covered in big yucky. Terrible. I was like, it's a no, I had I had a scene where I was dead and I laid on the ground and I had a little blood capsule in my mouth. And I would like I would, my head would fall over and then the blood would like pour out of my mouth. And I got a little bit of it in my mouth. And it tastes disgusting. It was not chocolate. It was That's not good. gross. Yeah, so if you want to taste what fake blood tastes like, uh, don't. It's bad. No, just don't. You don't need to know. <laughs> it's not um, great. Did you know? Okay, I. this is another. I'm sorry. I keep talking, and I got to say this, because I read this on Facebook, and it's true. They said, look at an item in your room. So, Parker, look at an item in your room. Okay. Uh, those listening, you can play along, too. Now, look at, look at that item, and think about the texture of that item, like, but your tongue licking can you feel the texture of your tongue? Like, can you imagine what that texture would feel like on your tongue? Kind of. 
Like you can't, you kind of know what it would taste like, like feel like. Yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah. Okay. You can do that with any item. There's not an item that your tongue does not know what it would feel like. Oh my god. Holy shit. Yeah, like look at a different item. You you probably know. Yeah, what I can probably guesstimate the tongue texture of most of these things. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's not an item that you don't know what you would feel like on your tongue. Where did this come from? I don't know, but it's true. I mean, like I can look at many. I'm like, yeah, I think I know what that I would. I think be I like could guesstimate what most things would feel like on my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we have really grown up today. I fell on okay. a rabbit hole. Oh, what are you, are you drinking? I just, I just it? licked this bottle, and it was not what right? I was expecting. Oh, no. what were you thinking? It was <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's. I don't know. It's just not as. It just feels different. I don't know. My boyfriend just sent me like five paragraph long texts about Midsommar. <laughs> <laughs> Should we read them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, they're so fucking long. <laughs> Goes hot take Midsommar. Uh, they, spoiler alert if you haven't seen that amazing movie. Content warning for murder and sexual assault. They drugged Christian, and the cult forced him to sleep with the girl. He was sexually assaulted by her with the pubes in his soup thing, and she raped him as he was unable to consent to it. They raped Christian to take advantage. I guess trigger warning as well. Sorry. Sorry. Um, they assaulted Christian to take advantage of Danny's insecurities so she would join the cult. Yeah. We often experience the movie through Danny's lens, and the movie itself is often distorted when they're on drugs. So what if the movie's portrayal of Christian is, well, he's not the best man on the planet, Still just Danny thinking he hates her or is ignoring her because she's insecure and vulnerable and their relationship is just struggling. There's plenty of bad choices he makes throughout the movie, but Danny also has dreams that terrible things happen that actually don't. I'm curious how much of this, how many, how many of his shortcomings are a storytelling trick. He goes, wait, wow. I just realized in this moment, Danny is manipulated by the cult in much the same way we see Christian being manipulated by his friends at the beginning of the movie. Like, I was struggling to validate Christian going on the trip alone and not telling Danny, but one of the first scenes we see of his friends is he's get gaslit by the guys saying Danny's a bad partner and he should find someone that actually enjoys sex. Is Christian indoctrinated into this toxic group and can't leave? I just did air quotes. Because they're his only non-work, non-romantic relationships and he's afraid of losing it even if they're terrible for and to him? Damn, David. That's that's a good that's a good thing. I mean, like thinking about it, yeah. I he he does get crap in that movie. I realize he's not the best person, but like he doesn't deserve what he gets. None of them do. I mean, that's the thing. Um crazy eyebrows guy kind of does. But yeah, he sucks. Uh I mean <laughs> it like it it it's just, it's about manipulation. It I mean the biggest thing about cults in that I'm obsessed with cults. It's like you are most susceptible to them when you are at the place in your life that Danny's at, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, it's such a good job because the movie indoctrinates the viewer as well, you know? You feel so bad for her and you feel so shit. I mean, you're gaslit into thinking that these people potentially, I mean, they can be as bad as they are. The solution is not to burn them in a pot, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you, um, you, there's this really good movie called Compliance. Um, and it's, again, trigger warning, content warning. I, I don't know why I'm turning this into a true crime podcast. Literally, they just covered it on Morbid the other day. Really? But, um, what? Wait, they're not Morbid. They covered it on My Favorite Murder. 
Um, sorry, I more but I love over though. Basically, there used to be this scam where like this dude would call fast food restaurants, say he was a policeman, and ask people to do increasingly just like not okay things to their coworkers, and they would do it because they thought a police person was telling them to. And so there's this concept, and like you've heard about the experiments, like you know, like when we experiment, like how could German people do what they did, you know, during the Nazi regime? Um, like we get, we talk a lot about compliance, like once someone kind of like gets the once someone else is in charge like humans are unbelievably obedient um it's in our nature we we love to follow directions and so that's why cults are so susceptible to people who are going through something so traumatic and that's why it's so like important that danny is so fragile because it's so easy to hate christian and he is a bad partner the solution is not join a murderous cult yeah (laughs) Or, and you know, I mean, I even and I tell David all the time, like I'm very susceptible to um, media where like you're supposed to love the bad guy. Like it's supposed to be like, look how easily you forgave it. Like Bojack Horseman, like I will fully admit, like I fell in love with him and I was like, fuck, I'm not supposed to like be cheering for him because he's done bad things. And some people will be like, how could you do that? Um, That's how the show's written. Breaking Bad. Yeah, you're the, the show is written for you to sympathize with an objectively bad person to show the blind spots within yourself because we all have known someone who's done something bad and we've created an excuse for them. And people mm. who act like they don't do that can suck a dick because yes, you do. Uh, and if you act like you're higher and mightier than other people because oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. Yes, you do. Like I actually hated Walter White the whole time. I'm like, really? You never once gave a shit about what happened to him. Really? The whole. Because I wouldn't watch a show like that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Have you seen that show? Uh, David's been wanting to make me watch it, but I didn't understand the concept. You got it. You got to watch it. I know. 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 Um, Next episode, we're doing Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay. Breaking Bad the musical. Just kidding. No, it's not. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of um, musicals, I fell on a rabbit hole today. Okay. I had a dream. Okay, I we were filming this in the morning, and we were supposed to start at nine fifteen. And I usually wake nine up nine fifteen and moved it back again. Nine thirty ten. <laughs> um, I usually wake up around six thirty. Uh, now I had all. I usually work out in the morning, and I decided I was gonna go to the gym with David after work. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, uh, I had all these plans for the morning, and then I ended up pulling like physically pulling myself out of deep dream stasis at like 8 59 <laughs> like I was in my dream like I gotta fucking wake up like I am in it I don't I don't usually sleep that late I don't know what got into me but I needed it I think um the point of the story is not my sleep schedule the point of the story is I had a very vivid dream last night about American Psycho the musical which I didn't know if that existed or not and so I went it down does. a rabbit hole today, and it does. It does exist. <laughs> and the rabbit hole continues. It's written by Duncan Sheik, who wrote Spring Awakening. Shocker. And um, I've been... What are these big people doing writing bad musicals? I mean, like... Here's I... the thing about American Psycho the Musical. I've listened to a couple of songs this morning. Um, The guy who's playing Patrick Bateman is doing a fantastic job. He is totally picking up on like all the things that make Patrick Bay. I love American Psycho. It's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I quote it constantly. I'm obsessed with it. He does a really good job. The entire cast does a really good job 
during the straight acting scenes. And the music is good. I don't know if it adds to the story. Because, like, I'm watching Cards, and Cards is funny, but it loses something. I don't know. Um, The music's good. I mean, separately, the things are good. Uh, Watching it, don't love it. And, um, you know, the lines lead something to be desired. Like, you know, like, when you're watching, like, Mean Girl, like, I feel like a lot of writing nowadays is getting really, really lazy. Have you noticed that there's a lot more, like, movie adaptions on Broadway yeah, now? Yeah, I keep pointing it. I'm like, are, there, are we ever going to write anything original ever fucking again? No. Nope. And the thing we is, did, is, like... We did Dear, Dear Evan Hansen, and now everyone's like, we're good. We're good. We've handled it. They did it. We get, like, <laughs> one a fucking year. They're like, you can have Dear Evan Hansen that year. You can have Hamilton this year. You can have... Um, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon that year. You can have a... Uh, Book of Mormon. Okay, visit. I don't... At that time in my life, I can't remember what all came in that year, but it was like Avenue Q, Book of Actually, Mormon. Actually, Book of Mormon wasn't, but like the band's visit, it was like the band's visit and then like Mean Girls, the fucking musical. It was so fucking infuriating. And you know what? The hoes gonna hate this. And I know you gonna hate, like, I don't want any more of them. I really don't. Because I feel like the only two that I really like, there's, there's, okay, that's a lie. There are like four, I think, that are good. Adam's Family, Legally Blonde. <laughs> Okay. I like Adam's family made just because I have an emotional connection to it. Um Adams, Legally Blonde, SpongeBob, Shrek. Now Beetlejuice. That's this? Okay. That's what I, I was know saying. that you You don't like Beetlejuice? I no, I just I'm not that familiar with it. I am not the super fan of it that you are. I don't like modern musical sound. So if something has like a popular soundtrack, the likeliness of me listening to it's I'm opposite if I don't yeah. really like non-poppy but I, I don't have any I like I like the characterization of it it gives me the vibes that like I get from Shrek and Spongebob where it's like yeah this is this is a version of something that already exists but you've made it your own so I don't give a shit well here's the thing that I love about Beetlejuice it's that uh they were able to take something the, you've seen the movie right yes it doesn't follow the movie at all not at all and that's what I like about it. the same thing what I like about no. Um, the SpongeBob, SpongeBob is that it's yeah. a completely new plot, and yeah. Shrek doesn't do a completely new plot, but it's they do so, okay. But they just do such an they 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 take. I mean, Shrek just hit it out of the park. I can't. I don't think well, I could even put Adam's it family did the same thing. Adam's family took a new spin on it as well. Well, that's the thing. It's like the problem with like Mean Girls and all that. It's like we've already seen the story, and you're telling it worse because you have to add new things into it to make it longer and create more musical numbers. And it's like. No one gives a shit. I think Elf does a good job. I think Elf's fun. I don't know if I'd be like, Elf! Uh, I I think it's also a matter of I played Buddy. but um, I was in Elf. I like the show Elf. I don't know if I am like of the opinion that Elf is grounded. I don't think it's a bad adaption. Though. I think it's an okay adaption. I th- yeah, no, it's okay. It yeah, is. I, Legally Blonde is a pretty good adaption. Legally? Legally Blonde is iconic. And... Maybe that's that's my Beetlejuice, truly. <laughs> I think it comes down to a matter of uh, what roles you want to play and what roles I want to play on your opinion. I think it does show. come down to yeah. that. Oh, no, my next audition. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, no. Bleep it out. Sweet. <laughs> I can make it up. Hold on. Oh, no. My uh, Verizon audition. <laughs> Beep it that out. Sounds, that sounds more believable for a voice actor than me. <laughs> Hold on, it wasn't it wasn't Verizon. Yeah. Oh, I'm no. gonna look at what it was. I got one this morning. Oh no! <laughs> it's just you don't have to bleep out Verizon. I didn't get an audition for Verizon. 
Um, yeah, I have to do, I have to do the sneaker brand later today. <laughs> I just found out my, I did a movie, the guy that hit me in the face with the money in the movie that I did, he's the new uh, face for Lay's. So <laughs> you got hit by the Lay's guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Major. <laughs> he felt, he felt really bad about it. He's pretty cool. And then, uh, okay, here, here it is. You can, you can bleep this one out. I got yeah. Audition. From the the really, are you gonna become like like the just the 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 guy you go to for commercials i hope i mean they make a ton of money i saw a dude in a commercial for medicine yesterday and i was like i recognize your dumb face but i do not know from where my friend who did the voiceover i talked about a couple episodes ago she did like three words and got a check for six hundred dollars that's how it be she's, sometimes she's getting residuals now yep that's how it be she just got another check for another five hundred dollars i said are you kidding? I want that job. Hey, me. Sweet, man. I love this shit. I broke through um, a wall and I got one check. Just, yeah. I'm just breaking walls down, you know? <laughs> breaking the glass ceiling for all straight white actors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giving us a chance. You know? yeah, honestly, you guys have been disenfranchised for so long. Before you say anything else, I have to tell you one of the most wholesome things I just saw on Facebook. Yeah. So, there's a, I did a show called Bright Star. I don't know if you've heard of it, but our band was live on stage and all of our, I'm just going to show you this picture. If you're, uh, if you're listening, sorry, you don't get to look at the picture, but um, there, this guy, Bill Long messages Ralph Taylor on Facebook and he says, happy birthday, Ralph. Remember this? And he posts a picture of them just in the band on stage. And then Ralph just responded and said, absolutely, Bill wonderful experience put that biscuit down your hands are dirty just it's a line from the show and i just like they they posted the picture of that show that was like i don't know two years ago (laughs) yeah it was very wholesome made me laugh (laughs) okay are you ready to play this game yes okay so in this game, uh, I get points if you get things wrong. You get points if you get things right. I'm going to give you a kind of shitty one-sentence summary of a musical. I can give you options, um, but you're only going to get a half a point if I give you options. Okay. Can I get one phone a friend during this? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't give a shit who you call. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to give you a, a one-sentence summary of a musical. Uh, I'm going for things that are relatively well-known, so hopefully... I hope I don't lose. Yeah, okay. We're going to start off. Um, I can make this as excruciatingly bad or <laughs> as easy to follow as possible. Um, Everyone understands game, right? I know they can't respond. If you, yeah. if you, <laughs> Do you, you get understand. it? Play along at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you get it? Good. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Hello. Uh, so, to start us off with... Our first musical, Super Nanny, changes the life of a large family and sleeps with a dad. Super Nanny changes, say it one more time. A Super Nanny changes the life of a large family and sleeps with their dad. Sleeps with their dad. See, this could be like two. That, yeah, because I'm thinking <laughs> the one that's coming to mind. I don't even know if you thought about this. It, it's the plot of Beetlejuice, too. I'm like... <laughs> what? It is, because Delia is the nanny, and she sleeps with the dad. Like, All right. 
but it's not Beetlejuice because you just said that. Um, <laughs> sleeps with the dad. Holy cow! Fine, I'm gonna need options. The Sound of Music, The King and I, My Fair Lady, or Mary Poppins. It's not Mary Poppins. Is it The King and I? Uh, no points. I get a point. The what Sound of it? Music. Okay, I'm gonna, could, I'm gonna lie to you. I haven't seen The Sound of Music. You haven't? No, I. You know what it's about? Yeah, I mean, I know, like, the main plot. My friend was just in it. He said it was boring. So I was like, I okay. mean, it's it's a classic. Okay. Um, Next one. Yes. A girl, girl, <laughs> a good girl meets an I can fix him type over summer. Shit hits the fan when school starts. <laughs> this is testing my knowledge of, like, you see, I'm kind of a fake fan. I and the <laughs> that I'm like a real fan on, I can like describe all of them. But if I'm not a fan, I really just can't tell you. I mean <laughs> I I feel like I'm gonna embarrass myself here. But <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna need options again. I don't know. West side story, footloose, hairspray, or grease. Okay, so, so tell me tell me your sentence one more time. A good girl meets yes. an I can fix him type. Yeah. Over the summer, shit hits the fan when school starts. Grease. Yep. Okay. You have I, a point. You know, I if you had said wicked, I would have gone with wicked. <laughs> <laughs> shit does hit the fan when school starts. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh animal rights activist is totally a victim of circumstances and wasn't always so mean. Wasn't always so mean. <sighs> mean girls? No, it's wicked. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> Two gangs come head to head as a pair of star-crossed lovers struggle to be together in New York City. What's that story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's one point. You if, also, one if you'd said, okay, I just, that same sentence, if you changed it to Uganda, could be Book of Mormon. <laughs> yes, yes, it could be. <laughs> um, a group of struggling artists can't pay their bills. That's it? Come on. <laughs> a group of struggling artists, artists cannot pay their bills. Ordinary days, title of show. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, it takes place in the nineteen nineties. Rent. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you a half point for that. <laughs> um, uh, a teen girl fights segregation by dancing. Hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> At that one, I know that show. Um, an ex-con turned hairdresser takes revenge. An ex-con, oh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. I was in that show. I, I got cast as Toby and then COVID came, so I didn't get to do Toby. Living in an orphanage isn't so bad if you've got the right attitude. Annie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> these are getting easier, but I feel like you're about to hit me with a hard one. Isn't it? 
Um, you're, you're getting me to a false sense of security. <laughs> it's like, I'm good at this game. Yeah, I'm about to hit you with a bad one. Okay. A nanny changes the life of a large family and fucks their dad. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm sorry, tutor, not nanny. Tutor, okay. Fiddler on the roof. No. What is it? The king and I. <laughs> it's that. It's literally the sound of music, but in the Far East. Um, well, when you changed it to Tudor, then I was like, it could be the guy that married. I know. I've made everything worse. Um, classic fairy tale characters cross paths. Into the woods. Yep. Could also be Shrek. <laughs> a weird dude names a plant after his crush. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. I, I wish I auditioned for that show. It's okay. Pretty girls can get away with murder. Pretty girls can get away with murder. Heathers. Nope. Chicago. <sighs> Shouldn't know. <laughs> um... Old racist white dudes. Yo. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need choices for this one. Assassins, 1776, Hamilton, or Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Okay, well, they're all the same show, so that's that sucks. Yeah, that's... but think about the sentence I gave you. It wouldn't be Hamilton. It wouldn't be? Oh, because they're it's like all about I don't know. I mean it's they're fine, Hamilton. It's Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> I was I said, like yo, that was my hip hop. Yeah, but Andrew Jackson is also very like he's Fair. like I wish you were dead so I could paint your face a different color. I'm like, yeah. that's a line in the show. It's a yeah. good show, though. I mean, uh, Andrew Jackson's <laughs> one of my favorite shows. <laughs> um, okay. Last one. Ready? Yes. Young Prince fights to take his rightful place on the throne. Young Prince fights to take his rightful place on the throne. Lion King. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Our good pal, what's her name, wrote that and Spider-Man turned off the dark. <laughs> Spider-Man turned off the dark. I stopped actually uh, counting points, so no fucking clue. Uh, I won. <laughs> <did on> <laughs> <laughs> Yay. What a fun day. <laughs> um, I probably lost. We all know. That's okay. I'm, Big fan. I, if I, let me do one for you. Let me okay. do one for you. Okay. Yeah, throw me some. Yeah, let me look at what I got on my shelf. Okay. Little boy goes on adventure, sold into a sideshow. His father saves the day. Pinocchio? <laughs> it's Pinocchio. <laughs> okay. My son Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, is there a Pinocchio play? <laughs> there is. I was in it. I played Stromboli. Who's Tromboli again? He's, He's the... the evil guy that works all the right marionettes. Trump. Okay, also I got. Him. Let me give you another one. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at. It's hard when all my. You better really like 
diverse bookshelf next to you. I just gave you like the top 10 musicals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a more current play. This one might be a little bit harder for you. A group of people board a cruise ship. Things go awry. A lot of them die. It's is newer. It, is it Titanic the musical? No, it's Disaster. Oh. Disaster is a good show. That's the one that um Seth Rudesky. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. It's a I good show. I love Seth. It's a parody of 80s disaster films, right? 70s. 70s. I haven't thought about that show since like middle school. <laughs> I was in it. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that's fun. Uh, do you want some stories? Yeah. Did they email them to us? Yes. If you want to send us your stories, you can email them to adulttheaterkidpod at gmail.com or hit us up in our DMs on Instagram at adulttheaterkid.pod. And Parker reads every single one of them. And I, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> uh, was acting in a play, portraying a homeless man. I went to light a cigarette and set my hair on fire on stage. The whole theater smelled like burned hair. The rest of the night, and the audience just straight up laughed every time I spoke. <laughs> That's so fire on stage. Don't mix. And I, I don't know when we'll. When I was in, we just talked about disaster. At the one point in the show, we have like everyone's walking around in the dark, and because the lights go out, and he's like, "Does anyone have a lighter?" And then everyone jokes. Like the joke is that everyone pulls out a lighter and turns it on, and is walking around the stage. And I burned the crap out of my thumb every night flicking on that lighter and walking because I'd have to walk off stage and the fire would get blown back to my thumb. Oh? It hurt. <laughs> I used to be able to touch my head with my feet when I was nine. <laughs> I thought it was worth performing in um, the church talent show. <laughs> my background music was, was Gareth Gates, Spirits in the Sky. I got down on the floor touched my head with my feet for about three seconds and everyone cheered. Then I realized I had nothing else to perform. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat there sheepishly smiling at the crowd while the music continued playing. <laughs> we can do a reenactment of this one. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! Touch your foot to your head. I can do the other side too. Hold this. Please. <laughs> Yay. We can't post that. I don't want to be on Wiki Feet. <laughs> Free feet fix. No. Oh my God. I love that. Um, I used to make up shit and I would like do the talent show and just make some shit up on the fly. <laughs> I just love the tension so much. Um, I was in Greece as Sunny, and there was a scene where I was supposed to jump up onto some bleachers and say something cocky, and then Marty would respond to me saying something along the lines of, calm down, Grease Ball. I can't remember the exact line. It's been a while. The blocking had me jumping up onto a pretty high section of the set piece, but I'd hit it every practice, so it was fine. <laughs> that is until the first show. I jumped up on the bleacher, and my chucks cut on the ledge. Causing me to fall into Kaniki in front of a packed house. <laughs> Marty, God bless him, didn't miss a beat. He changed the line to call me a klutz instead of the original insult. The scene went on. <laughs> wow. 
Their improv but, minute looked like I didn't mess up at all. I could have married him at that moment. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for saving me. <laughs> um, when I was and when we were young and unafraid, at the end of the show, I have to walk, I have to walk, I have to climb through a window into a kitchen. And mm. um so it was over the sink. And so we had like a actor's block on the other side. And it was a fairly small window, but like I fit into it, but it was a little bit of an awkward descent because it was like tiny and I was stepping direct, like, like into a sink. Um, I don't feel like they like mentioned, like someone has to crawl through that when they were doing the set deck. So it was a little awkward. So I didn't like, you know, break the plumbing. Luckily I never did that. That wouldn't be fucking funny. But um, I did it every day for tech. Like nothing was wrong. Opening night, opening night, uh, we had like a hose that went through the backstage to make the sink actually turn on. And it had gotten, the block had been placed over it. So it was unsteady. So I got the window open. I stuck my foot in and the block slipped out from under me. And I just fell right (laughs) back in the back And the other, like my co-star, she was sitting there like so confused. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? And then I like showed up like two seconds later. Like I didn't just fall flat on my ass. um and yeah and i got stuck on the way out too it was i was like hello what opening night, uh, <laughs> opening night. What a, I, I miss having opening night i haven't been in a show in a while i haven't been in a show since adam's family i don't was my last show that's the last show i did until now when i'm doing um no Not i mean i did board. tech for some stuff but i haven't like done anything um i was a light board op for an actor and he was supposed to jump from his chair while angrily yelling and then push it into the table and storm off stage one night he got up doing all of his yelling and accidentally knocked the chair over instead without missing a beat. He yells, fuck this chair. <laughs> stands it up and continues his blocking as usual. That's some shit you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty good. I don't curse on stage, but I do. I I like to say the lines are a uh, roadmap. And really you could do whatever you want with them. And directors would say you're difficult to work with. They'll, and they'll say, <laughs> You gotta stop improv. You've gotta I'm stop like, doing his dog. <laughs> I'm like, but it's funny though. I had a whole bit. I do wedding singer and Nathan Craig. I love you both, but they wouldn't let me do a bit that I had been doing the entire show, and I thought it was so freaking funny. You've seen wedding singer, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's I. I played a uh, Sammy, and so me and Robbie are running to the wedding reception, and. uh they we were doing the silly running like because it's the the musical's like a cartoon almost so we're doing the silly run across the stage where we're doing like high knees and we're running yeah. in slow motion trying to get to the wedding reception and so we were doing that all tech and they said you know you can't do that right like you can't do that on stage they're like it's just embarrassing I'm like fine whatever and so they fine. started closing the curtain so they couldn't see us do the run but uh so Damn. the first time they closed the curtain i said Wow, Robbie, I'm so happy no one can see our silly 80s run. We'd be embarrassed. It's <laughs> behind the curtain before we walk back out on stage, kind of as a way to be like, it would have been funny. Damn. You got him. I did. I got him um, good. Love them both. They're awesome. Uh, speaking of things that like you thought would be funny, I just found this story on the internet. Uh, stand-up comic here. I read a fake Yelp review. A fake Yelp review on stage for five minutes straight despite my fellow comedians telling me it was a terrible idea no one laughed in fact when i said thanks everybody good night no one even clapped (laughs) (laughs) um 
for those asking for the review, it's super stupid. Don't say I didn't warn you. Okay, this dude read this for five minutes straight. Should I read it? You're going to read a whole five-minute thing? I mean, I can read some of it. Yeah, read some of it. Oh, my God. This is so bad. Moylan says it's a pub slash brewery, meaning that it should specialize in two things, food and booze. But all it specializes in is grotesque atmosphere and rampant racism. If you go into Moylan's, so on it, like already, this isn't funny because if you no. say racism, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> well, that's not good. <laughs> uh, if you go into Moylan's expecting, I don't know, a few drinks or even a little common courtesy, you're not only going to be in the wrong place; you're walking straight into Satan's asshole. Um. All you're going to get here is bigoted slurs and a restaurant that looks like a highly decorated serial, kill serial killer's basement. And it smells like Larry King's fart farted. This is just not funny. No, this isn't even funny! <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I won't go there. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, this isn't funny, my dog. Like, here's another part. Uh, when it comes to non-traditional pub entrees, Moylan's might as well nuke a cow's upper lip and pour vinegar on it. I think the joke, I, I understand what he's trying to go for. I just think that it was not delivered correctly. Not not like your deliveries. I think it's just like the setup for it just makes it sound like it's someone just really had a bad experience. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Yeah. That's <laughs> so shitty. Um I just finished doing a modernized I can't talk today. I just finished doing a modernized outdoor production of Romeo and Juliet last month during Tybalt and Mercutio's fight scene. Mercutio was supposed to pull a revolver right before the fight started. Romeo would say his line, Mercutio, put thy weapon away. And Mercutio would hand the gun off to me and I would stuff it down the back of my jeans when i would run back on to tell romeo that mercutio had died he would take the gun from me and use it to kill tybalt on opening night everything was running smoothly fight went well put the gun in my pants mercutio's death was amazing when i ran back on and grabbed romeo by the shoulders the gun somehow fell out of my pants and onto the ground behind me my character is supposed to be unaware of romeo grabbing the gun so i couldn't break character emotion in him that the gun was on the ground to make matters worse, my nose began to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> when I was on the ground crying about Rikushi. <laughs> when Tybalt came back on stage, Romeo went for the gun, broke character when he saw it wasn't there, and fr frantically searched through my jeans and jacket <laughs> before deciding to quickly mime the action of shooting. By the time it might made it over to Tybalt's body, right, I was dribbling nose blood all over the place. <laughs> it was so bad I could barely get through my last slides. I just want to do an outdoor stay. I wish I was there. Guys, people know. pick things up in real life. <laughs> you can pick it up. Like, if I heard something drop behind me, like, just pick oh, it up. my pen, like, I will go pick it that up. Like, Wow, but I I want to do an outdoor production so bad, and there'd Why? Be some... it's so hot. I I want to do it. Okay, there's a video of in Into the Woods in Central Park, 
and it's so freaking cool and i want to do an outdoor show but like in the fall when i won't die i done i did lord of the flies the musical outside and it's hot lord of the flies the musical yeah it was what no that's not it was like kind of original so they took lord of the flies like a stage play and then they infused it with songs by the ramones and it was actually kind of dope i did it with the alliance theater um i'm sorry i that's I don't know who these high school teachers, like these directors, are like, don't break character and pick it up. People in real life pick shit up. Yeah. Especially if a gun fell out of my pants, I'd be like, shit, let me grab that real quick. Like, you know what I mean? Man, we have to buy a new one. <laughs> like, if you, there's no way you don't acknowledge a gun fell out of your pants. It is absolutely natural for you to be like, oh shit, and go pick it up, shove it back in your pants, and you can still be surprised when Romeo grabs it out of the back of your pants. Wow. Y'all pick things up on stage. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, Parker, I think we have time for one more story. Yeah. I'm going to have to head on out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing Javert in my high school's production of Les Mis. Uh, Les, the way, <laughs> Les Mis. The way we staged my suicide scene was that a small bridge would descend from the rafters. I would get on the bridge, jump off of it, which amounted to a one-foot fall, and the bridge would shoot up behind me. So the perspective would look like I was falling. So one night, Javert's soliloquy rolls around and my bridge starts to come down, but it gets stuck at roughly eye level. Then it just nopes the fuck out of there, leaving me with no bridge. So when it came to the point where I throw myself off the bridge, I just kind of jump forward one step like the cha-cha slide. <laughs> and waiting for the lights to go out. <laughs> there was some confusion in the audience as to why Javert started playing hopscotch by himself. <laughs> oh no. All right. Again, you can send oh. us your embarrassing and slightly traumatizing stories to adulttheaterkidpod at gmail.com or to our DMs on Instagram at adulttheaterkid.pod. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Audible, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are sold. But not Wondery. But not Wondery. Our podcast yeah. is free. So I'm just saying. Podcast hey, free. Parker, are we so, done with business? We're done with business. It's our time for everyone's favorite bit. Uh, where Jake gets to say what role. Everyone's could. favorite bit. Yeah, everyone loves this. Everyone loves could it I... so much. It's our... <laughs> could I play uh, Elder Cunningham? Elder Cunningham? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I think I just would not be the traditional Elder Cunningham. You would not be, but I think you could do it. I mean, here's the thing. I think that um Elder that that Book of Mormon is becoming like a staple, like for theater. It is yeah, it is an incredible piece of work. Um it's been on Broadway for a long time. For a very long time. I love the show. Yeah. Um I I I'm like I'm doing Rocky Horror right now. And you know, like I talked about in the podcast, we're trying to refreshen it because when Rocky Horror came out, it was so new and crazy and fresh, and it's gotten a little, you know, yeah. done. And um, that was the thing with Book of Mormon. It was edgy and um, so fun, and it's gotten a little, you know, it's kind of, you could expect something from it. So honestly, I am completely down for anyone taking that show and putting it on its head a little bit. Playing those characters differently, fucking do it. You know what I'm I mean? I'm going to be Elder McKinley, but straight. No, <laughs> no, I take everything back. <laughs> mm, it's a no from me, dog. Did you? Did I send you my audition, like my audition no, song today? You send it to me. I'll send it to you. Okay, okay. well, everyone. Oh.
Thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the get out of here. Scram. Get 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 you out of here. Get, leave. Come, 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 get out of here. Stop. Stop.